You've tuned in to Supply Side Stories. The innovations, influencers, and breakthroughs defining the future of health and nutrition. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Supply Side Stories. I'm Fran Schoenwetter, Director of Content Marketing at Informa Markets. In cooperation with Natural Products Insider and Supply Side Stories, our podcast today is supported by DuPont Nutrition and Biosciences, world leader of innovative and sustainable solutions across food, health, pharma, and biotech industries. Joining us today on the phone is Lori Lathrop Stern, DuPont Science Liaison. Welcome, Lori. Hi, Fran. Thank you for having me. So glad that you're here. So today, for uh, just the benefit of our audience, today we'll be discussing probiotic applications and overviewing commercial-level probiotic formulation best practices. And uh, we'll also be looking at a wide breadth of applications, including alternative supplement formats and uh, food and beverage as well. So with that, let's begin. Uh, So Lori, uh, what are some of the trends you're seeing today in the probiotics market? Well, Fran, uh, this year, certainly the pandemic is driving usage trends in the probiotic market. So while probiotics are traditionally consumed for digestive support, this year we're seeing growth in probiotics specifically for immune health. And uh, in fact, there's been consistent consumer usage for probiotics for immune health across many countries, not just the U.S. I would also say that another trend we're seeing is that consumers are seeking products beyond pills. So there's still many traditionalists who like pill formats, but there's also a growing desire for probiotics to be incorporated into functional foods and beverages. These types of foods and beverages are ones that consumers can enjoy and they also fit easily within their lifestyle. And one more thing to mention is that personalized nutrition is trending in probiotics as we've seen it trend in other categories. So this personalization trend is fueling expansion of benefits for probiotics, but it's also uh, driving a wider array of product applications like food and beverages on the store shelves. Well, you know, of course, most people are aware of probiotic use in dietary supplements, and certainly people uh, would more naturally turn to dietary supplements when they're looking for the support of probiotics uh, for immune health, as you were talking about that category growth right now and and in other areas to support their general health. But um, are they also... Um, Uh, since they're looking more for probiotics within specific food and beverage applications, are they, uh, are they looking for those benefits also within those applications? Yes, they certainly are. Uh, So, you know, again, we're seeing immune health as a a growth driver right now. uh, And we do see that there's increased development of products um, for immune health and even combining with other ingredients. So when formulating uh, for food and beverage applications, what what are some of the specific specifics required? Well, so it depends on the type of bacteria that you're using. Um, so our product portfolio is branded under the name How Are You, spelled H-O-W-A-R-U. 
And this portfolio is comprised primarily of lactobacilli and bifidobacteria. So these are common types, very common types of bacteria that are known to wor work very well in capsules, chewable tablets, and stick powders. Um, but there's also many food and beverage applications that can be considered for these bacteria as well. So for example, uh, suitable foods would be refrigerated dairy products like yogurts, ice cream, and cheeses. Uh, they can also be incorporated into snack bars and granola bars with low water activity levels, as well as nut butters and chocolate. And I'd like to mention that also on the beverage side, uh, dry powders or flavored water powders work well for these lactic acid bacteria. Uh, and also refrigerated beverages. And for refrigerated beverages, the list is quite long of what kind uh, of products you can include pro these types of probiotics like milk or juice-based beverages, as well as uh, plant-based or dairy-based protein shakes and even meal replacements. Uh, but having said this, it's important to keep in mind that these applications can work better for some strains than others. Uh, so working with formulators that have expertise in probiotics can really help accelerate the development timeline. Uh, and definitely at DuPont, of course, we have several experts available to, to help you with this. So, you know, so it sounds like we're, if you're a company considering formulating um, a new probiotic product, you need to be thinking both about, uh, both about the, the, and product, the, the customer that you're trying to reach, and, and then uh, probiotic specifics. Is that, would that be correct? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, you know, each company will have their target consumer. They'll, they'll understand what kind of product that consumer likes to consume. Uh, and so, you know, exactly what format do they want to develop, but also there's the intricacies of the exact probiotic strain that you're selecting and, and how it works in those different applications. So definitely reaching out for formulation expertise would be recommended as each product is a little bit different. Are there any kind of uh, peculiarities or, or specialities that, that you could maybe um, elaborate on a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, let me go into some of the key factors to consider when formulating an, a new probiotic product. And I would say the most critical factor is water activity. So probiotics do not like water. Uh, in general, the water activity needs to be below 0.25 for good survival. Uh, some other details to keep in mind, for example, with liquid applications would be the pH. Uh, so for example, a pH above 4.0 is going to have the best chance of having a good probiotic stability. Uh, probiotics can be um, rather fragile in low pH or acidic type beverages. Uh, some other details to keep in mind would be temperature of processing and storage. Uh, also, you need to consider potential interactions with other ingredients in the formulation uh, that may negatively or potentially proactively interact with the probiotic to support stability. That's interesting to really hear you talk about the water activity. Um, often, I think 
probably people's m most um, most common uh, experience with probiotics in their diet outside of supplements is with yogurt and yogurt beverages, which are liquids. They're they're watery. Uh, so um, how how does that how does that kind of liquidy formatting uh, work uh, when formulating with a specific probiotic? Does it depend on the strain then? Yeah, it can often depend on the strain, uh, but probiotics also are more likely to remain viable when they're stored at refrigerated or frozen temperatures. So, you know, with some of these liquid applications, they could be uh, a higher pH, not as acidic and stored refrigerated. So uh, several how are you strains may work in that in those applications. Um, so you know when they're in high moisture but they're refrigerated, the probiotics can become alive and and metabolize, but but this would be at a slow rate. So um, so that they can still stay alive. And the the shelf life for these products also isn't as long as what you might see for a supplement um, where we wanna keep them very dry uh, so that you could have a shelf life that would be more typical of the supplement, which would be close to two years at room temperature. Can, can you elaborate a little bit more on the processing, shipping and storing considerations? Definitely. Um, so in, in addition to any formulation considerations, um, the processing and shipping and storage needs to be uh, well thought through as well. So temperature, specifically heat during processing is important. Um, so, you know, as we mentioned, probiotics are live. Uh, that means they'll die off when they're subjected to very high heat. Uh, so to keep these microbes alive, it's important to dose the probiotics when the food or beverage process uh, at a part of that process where it's post heat treatment. So for example, in a yogurt, you would want to dose a probiotic uh, during fermentation or say in a, a beverage, you would want to introduce the probiotic to the beverage in the bottling line uh, versus when it's being heat treated. And uh, and then getting that getting that product to the consumer, what what additional considerations should a manufacturer uh, keep in mind? Yeah, so definitely uh, need to keep in mind how will the product be stored and transported after production. Uh, so in the case of food and beverages, refrigeration would be key for this. And there's also all different types of packaging. So it's worth mentioning that the selection of packaging will influence how much these environmental factors will impact the stability of the product throughout its shelf life. Yeah, um, could, how, how can a consumer perhaps be sure that uh, what it says in terms of activity, uh, probiotic activity and volume in a product is, is what they're getting when they, when they buy the product? Yes, yeah, so labeling will be key for this. Uh, and we always encourage our customers, and this is a big push in the industry as well, to uh, ensure credibility in the industry on how products are labeled. Um, and that's particularly important um, when, uh, when a formulator is selecting the strain. Uh, so you want the strain to be clearly labeled. There are typically three names that depict the genus, the species, and the strain. 
And the reason it's important to really identify that strain is because this is how uh, a consumer can tell if the probiotic has been clinically studied. And in order to have a credible product uh, with a benefit that's claimed on the label, the, the consumer wants to have a clinically studied strain. Uh, I just want to highlight here that at DuPont, we do take pride that our How Are You probiotic portfolio range is one of the most clinically studied ranges on the market right now. Um, but then in addition to strain selection, the dose selection is important. Uh, so again, clearly identifying the dose on the label is important. And the aim is to include the clinically studied dose uh, in the product to support it being effective. And finally, I wanted to mention uh, a very important point is for the product to have a guaranteed potency at expiration. So again, we know that probiotics are live organisms. Um, there can be loss of live organisms over the shelf life. So uh, when formulating a product and when labeling the product, it's important to let con the consumer know that um, the, the clinically studied dose will be in the product throughout the shelf life until expiration. Yeah, so formulating with probiotics isn't just, uh, you know, probiotics aren't just a good idea. It's, uh, there's a lot of science that goes on behind the scenes to make sure that we're really producing something with a benefit to the consumer. So that's a tremendous amount for manufacturers to consider when creating a new probiotic product. Is there any advice that you'd like to add on to, to the details you provided to us so far um, about how to get started with a formulation plan? Yeah, sure. It, it can seem rather overwhelming, but um, as we know, there's a lot of potential for probiotics in the market. And uh, despite all these factors consider, we have a lot of expertise at How Are You. Um, I would encourage you to visit our website, howareyou.com, um, where it it's quite easy to enter your questions and contact us um, so that we have our formulators ready to, to help you with your formulations. Um, we also have global support teams for the regulatory guidance as well as marketing expertise uh, and just a, a wealth of knowledge. Um, we've been in probiotics business for over 100 years. So um, we're happy to share any of our expertise um, with the audience so that um, we can help you get your products to market and stable and labeled properly. Well, I love that there's that formulation support offered uh, through DuPont. I have a product idea myself. Maybe I'll maybe I'll reach out. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, so I, I want to thank you, Lori, for taking the time today to to speak to our Natural Products Insider audience. Um, I know that again, form, formulating with uh, with probiotics can be challenging, um, but also uh, a hot category in the market as you've elaborated here. So I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you again for having me. It's been a pleasure. And uh, and with that, I also want to thank our, our listeners for tuning in uh, to learn a little bit more today about DuPont and about how are you? And about probiotics and formulating for different applications. And uh, thanks again to our sponsor, 
And please, everyone, stay tuned for future episodes of Supply Side Stories. Thank you for listening to the Supply Side Stories podcast. We are continually looking to improve your podcast experience and want to hear from you, the industry listener. Please take a moment to take our quick survey and provide your feedback at naturalproductsinsider.com slash podcast survey.